Praise God. All right. We want to take our Bibles now and we want to open them up to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. All right. It's time for God's Word today. And we're going to read in Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to begin at verse 19. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. And we're going to read down through verse 25. Amen. All right. Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. May God's blessings rest on the reading of his word. Heavenly Father, God of all of us, we call on you today to bless the ministry of your word. We ask you to release an anointing. Lord, today we need a word from God. We need to hear from heaven with a word for the day that we live in. And we ask you today, O oh God, to grant your grace and your mercy so that we may hear and receive today. Lord, touch the one who's speaking. You know his weaknesses. And Lord, over this phone line today, I ask you to touch everyone who's listening in. And through the recording that is made today, even as this word goes forth into next week and next month, let every time somebody, uh, somebody opens it up, let it be fresh to their ears and to their heart. Now, Father, I pray that this word would take root, and that it would bear fruit. And I ask it in Jesus' name, all of God's church agrees. Amen and amen. Well, this is a very challenging portion of Scripture for the hour that we live in. I was was thinking about it this week as um, I was talking with different people and, uh, you know, Everybody was just remarking, remarking on how uh, different church has been over the past uh, few weeks. And, and for some of them, you know, there was, uh, uh, I guess you could say it's kind of opened their eyes, opened their, their, their mind to some of the different ways that we can promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. But, but someone asked me a question. He says, what about that scripture, brother? that says that we are not to forsake the assembly, that we're to continue to come together. And, and I said, well, brother, I, 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 that scripture has been on my mind as well. And, and I just put it before the Lord this week. I, I asked the Lord for some guidance and some direction because, you know, I want to be obedient 
to the Word of God. I trust my God. I trust what, uh, what His Word says. I believe we can live by the Word of God. And, and so I, I, I said, you know, God, if you want us together, then, then we'll just come together. We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll just trust you to do whatever it is you need to do to, to keep us safe. But I was, I was thinking about it and praying about it, and the Lord just kind of touched my heart, and he just opened my mind to some of the, 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 the different ways that uh, we can support each other and encourage each other in these trying times. Now, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that there, that all of this is under God's control. I don't, I don't question for a moment. I don't question for a moment that God is working through this pandemic. I, uh, somebody else asked me, said, brother, is this, is this prophecy? Is this, is this God sending a scourge upon the world? And I says, well, I, I, I don't know about that. Um, you know, disease and, and illness, they're, they're part of our world. They're, you know, this whole creation is, is under a curse. We know that from the scriptures. We know that uh, because of man's sin, all of creation is under this curse of sin, this yoke of bondage that it cries out. Uh, and disease and illness are part of that. Uh, we, we, we see it in, in you know, I've, I've like you, you know, I've had many, many times where I've had the flu, uh, I've had colds, I've had, you know, last summer I had pneumonia. Uh, you know, this, this, is, this is part of what it means to be human. We, we take our, uh, you know, we, we take a risk <laughs> with every breath if you want to see it that way. There's, there's untold billions of germs and microbes and viruses and, and, and bacteria just, just, all around us all the time. And so I don't know specifically uh, that this particular situation is really any different than anything that's happened in the past. But I do know this, that whatever happens, God is in control and that God turns all of these things uh, for our good, that he uses them to in different ways to strengthen our faith, to purify our faith, to separate the wheat from the chaff, to 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 remind the church that its mission uh, and its purpose are bigger than four walls and a and a set of pews. And so I, I know God is working through this this situation. I know He is He has put us. He's put his hand on us and wants the church to, to benefit. This, the, these things are not happening, uh, at least from God's perspective, to bring the church down or to destroy the church or to, to limit the church. From God's perspective, these things are always meant for increase, to give the church uh, a fresh vision and, and, and new strength and renew our strength and, 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 and restore us to that, uh, that commitment to the vision of Jesus Christ for this world. So uh, as I was praying about it this week and thinking about these verses, I, I was just challenged by the Holy Spirit and challenged by God to, to understand uh, that, uh, that our God is a sovereign God who appoints different times and different seasons according to his good pleasure and that this situation that's happening right now uh, 
is is intended to uh, be a blessing in the long run to the church. And so when I looked at it from that way, and I looked backwards, you know, we, we take so many things for granted. I, I was on the phone yesterday with Sister Hilda, and she was sharing with me some of the things that are happening in Venezuela. And, and at a certain point in the call, she said, Pastor, I, I, I just feel like I'm in prison here. Uh, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. The, the police, the guard, they, they, they're, they're everywhere. Everyone has to stay in their homes. And, and I thought, you know, my dear sister, I was just you know, comforting her, strengthening her, and, and encouraging her that so many of our brothers and sisters around the world um, have been or are presently in or have been in the situation that we're in right now. And not necessarily because of a disease, not necessarily because of, of a pandemic, but for other reasons. They have not been able to assemble together. And, and I don't know, but I think God is giving, uh, at least to me and to, 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 I believe, the church in America, a little taste of, of what it is like for so many of our brothers and sisters in Christ all over this world. And, and, you know, in a few weeks, these restrictions will be lifted. We'll be able to come back together again as, we, as we've always done. But many of our brothers and sisters around the world will not. They will continue to serve and work and worship and, and witness in isolation, in separation, under, under duress under extreme uh, oppression and persecution. And, and so for me, um, looking at the situation from God's perspective, through God's eyes, I think this is a tremendous learning opportunity for us here in America and a tremendous opportunity to, to feel the sympathy and the empathy for those who have been enduring these type of conditions around the world for for generations and for generations. And so I think God has given us a little season here to open our hearts and open our minds to the bigger picture of what it means to be part of the body of Christ on a worldwide basis. So much of our focus and our intention and our attention is internal. It's inward. It's, it's, it's me and it's my family and it's my town, my school. And, and that's human nature. That's, that's just the way that we're programmed. But God has a bigger picture. He sees beyond. Uh, and it's not that he doesn't care about you. He does. He loves you. He loves me. And, and he certainly wants to, to work in our lives but when God looks at the church, he doesn't just see uh, Lighthouse Church of God in Fort Lauderdale. He doesn't just see the Church of God denomination. He sees all of his people in every nation, in every tongue, in every culture. You know, Peter said a people who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, brought together not by... Uh, cultures, not by language, not by, by traditions, but by the blood and body of Jesus Christ. And we have such, such an opportunity right now to plug in 
to that vision of God, that worldwide church, that universal church that extends beyond borders, beyond oceans, over mountains, over valleys, deserts, into every uh, place where the name of Jesus is glorified and praised and God's saving grace has done its divine work. And so what, what we're experiencing now is not a forsaking, in my opinion, and, and as I understand it, the term forsake here, as I understand it, has to do with intent. It's, it's an intentional choice to reject being part of the body of Christ, a choice to cut yourself off, to deny yourself uh, uh, your gifts, your, your treasures, your, your resources, uh, to deny them to the body, to, to, to be selfish and to be closed off and to think only of yourself. And I don't believe for a moment that that is the way the church is acting right now. I think right now we're not closing in. We're opening up. And we are even on this call today, I'm sure there are people listening who, uh, who would not even be physically able to, to assemble here at the, at the church house today because of distance, how far away they are, because of, of, of the, the physical condition that they might be in. And yet they're on this call today. They're plugged in. They're, they're, they're part of the body of Christ. And I just, to me, that is such a powerful, powerful testimony of how God keeps us all together, even though it seems like the whole world is, is trying to separate us and trying to keep us apart. And so when I look at this, to me, um, and, and again, I believe it's a temporary season, uh, I know next Sunday is Palm Sunday, the Sunday after is Easter, and can't even tell you how desperately I want to be together on Easter Sunday, if, if nothing else, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And I pray that these restrictions are lifted. I pray that this virus is defeated in the name of Jesus, and, and I pray that uh, we can come together on that bright, beautiful day. Uh, but if not, if this persists, we will not stop being the church, and we will not stop assembling in the way that we can, which, uh, you know, thank God. Listen, I know some of us are not great with the technologies, not great with, with the digital age, but, man, what an instrument. What, what power we have now via the, the internet, via the, the cell phone, via the social medias, to just reach out. And I know some use these, these technologies for, for evil purpose, and that, they're going to answer to God for that. But, you know, we have such an opportunity to encourage each other. What a, you know, somebody sent me a text message this week, and I can't even begin to tell you that I needed that encouragement at that particular time. What a, what a tremendous blessing we have here, at least in the West, uh, with the, the, the freedom to speak and the freedom to call and the freedom to, to use these technologies to encourage each other. Look at what he says to do. And, and I, believe, I believe he's 
I believe the writer here in Hebrews is, you know, he's, he's addressing all of us. And this is the plan for the church to be the church in, in every set of circumstances, whatever may be happening in society. And he says, you know, the first thing we need to do is with boldness to enter the holiness of holies by the blood of Jesus. So our fellowship begins with Christ. And I'm here today to tell you that Jesus is with us, that he is among us, that he is in us. He promised he would never leave. He promised he never would forsake us, that he would never leave us behind. And so wherever you are today, whoever you're with, I want you to recognize right now that Jesus Christ is there, that he has brought the Holy of Holies into your heart and into your home by his precious blood. And if you're under that blood today, you are in the holiest of the holies with Christ. He did it through his own body, according to verse 20. And we'll talk about that. We've been talking about that body, that his flesh, his body, is the way in which we are assembled together in, in Christ. We are his body. You, every person who names the name of Jesus, every person who has been born again by the Holy Spirit, has been baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. He himself is our intercessor, our high priest over our house. And so we have him standing right now, this very moment, as we're speaking together and we're praying together, he is in our midst and he is interceding on our behalf bringing our worship to the Father, bringing our, our request to the Father, and administering the grace, mercy, and love of the Father back to us. And he's doing it even though we're not in the same room or in the same building. And he warns us and tells us that in these circumstances, we are to continue to draw near. This is not a time. I know there are some... And this is a good, I think this may be one of the reasons why the Lord has allowed this time. There are some whose relationship with God never went any deeper than just a few, uh, a few hours on Sundays. There are some that the, 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 the time they spent on Sunday morning at the church, that was, that was the only time, the only time that week or that month that they gave, thought it, gave God any real thought at all. What a shallow relationship that is. If the only way you can connect to Christ, the only way you can draw near to him is when you're in a certain building. Oh, my brother, my sister, you need to draw near. You need to draw near. You need to understand that Jesus is with you all the time and that every moment is an opportunity to draw closer to him. And, and I think some of us are learning that. Some of us are taking advantage of that. We're using this time uh, when we can't be together physically to, to double down, to, to invest even more of this time that we have into our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. He tells us to hold fast onto our hope because we know our God is faithful. Oh, Christian, let me remind you today that uh, as bad as the news may make it seem like it is out there, as negative as the, 
the, the forecast may be for, from some. The one who promised to care for us is faithful. You can have hope, and you should have hope. You should be a beacon, a lighthouse of hope. Everyone who knows you should see that hope pouring from you, from your mouth, from your actions. They should know that you trust in God. And then he tells us we, can, we are not to forget the others whom we are partnered with in Christ. We are to consider one another. You may know someone who's struggling, someone who's in either financial distress, has a lack of resources, or is emotionally or physically going through a difficult time. They feel so cut off. They feel like our sister said. They feel like they're imprisoned. They need you to think of them. They need you to reach out to them. What a simple phone call. What a simple message over uh, over Facebook or over, uh, over text would just mean to someone today. Consider one another. This is not a time to be selfish. I know people are hoarding. I know people are, are acting, acting foolish and, 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 and doing all manner of, of, of difficult things. But, you know, we're the church. We're the body of Christ. We have an abundant source of supply. We're not in lack. We're in abundance. And so we should consider one another. You know, one of the best things you can do is just reach out to somebody, call them up and say, hey, is there anything you need, anything we can do for you? If it's, and you know what? The best thing you can do for one another is just pray. You know, I, you know my habit is, you know, I, I come over here to the church and, and I go pew by pew and I just think of the people in those pews and, and who normally sits there and, and I just put them before God. And, you know, it's been a few weeks since anybody sat in these pews, but I can still see those faces, still hear those voices. And, and this is a great opportunity you know, you could write down a list of all the names of the people, part of this church, part of your family, and just take a moment every day to think of them, to pray for them, to encourage them in Christ, especially those that, uh, that may be uh, suffering, may be sick because of this virus or for some other reason. Uh, we cannot lose that comfort and strength that we draw from each other any more than we can lose that comfort and strength that we draw from Christ. So all of these are ways to maintain the connections of the body, even when we are not physically able to assemble together. And, and I assure you, I assure you that as soon as the Lord gives me the, the liberty to do so, we will be back in the house of God together. This is, this is a temporary uh, and, and perhaps necessary uh, separation, but it's, it's not going to last. And when we come back together, we, our faith will have been strengthened. Our hope, our love will have been purified. Uh, and we will, we will come through this better, stronger, and with a clearer vision of what the church is than we've ever had before. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as we look at this, we remind ourselves that we are still able to do church even when we can't be at church. And in the passage that's just before this, the writer quotes from Psalm chapter 40, and he says, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, 
but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, To do your will, O God. This is a quotation from the Old Testament that refers to the purpose of Jesus coming to do and fulfill the will of God to bring in his body a sacrifice for sins that would sanctify his people forever and ever. I want to read the opening portion of Psalm 40 before that prophetic word was given. Psalm chapter 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor turn such aside as to lies. Isn't that comforting? Isn't it comforting to know that in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our fears, in the midst of our situation, the Lord is thinking of us, and such is his thoughts of us that they cannot even be counted. You and I and his church is on God's mind. He's looking out for us. He's watching over us. He's taking care of us. And we can have faith and we can wait patiently for the Lord to finish the work that he's doing in this season, knowing that his thoughts toward us are good and they are for our benefit. Amen, amen, and amen. a production of the Lighthouse Church of God. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. You are welcome to join us for service by calling 701-801-6266 every Sunday at 1045 a.m. For more information or to support our ministry, visit our website at www.lhcogfl.org. God bless you. Until next time. This is the Lighthouse Church of God, lighting the way through the storms of life.